0: 2-0. So much personal space it's confusing. Hi. Hello. Hello, neighbor.
1: Hello,
0: neighbor. Uh-huh. Um, oh, we're all here. How are you? You're so far down there. Yes. <laughs> it's a blessing. Dated. All right. Me too, Uh, are we, everybody ready? It's one o'clock, all right, I'm so excited. All right, I'm gonna call this meeting of the Marin County Airport Land Use Commission to order. Um, Are there any communication on this, sorry, on this uh, February 22nd? Any communications that any of the commissioners would like to report to the commission or staff? Hearing none. Oh, sorry. Yes, Cindy. Oh, sorry. Roll call. Thank you so much, Cindy. Can you please do the roll call for us?
2: Here. Here. Commissioner Panisich. Here. Commissioner Curran. Here.
0: Commissioner Morais. Commissioner Here. Commissioner Pittman. Here. Commissioner Kovac. Thank you, Cindy. I've only been, you know, chair for a year. You would think that I would remember <coughs> just in time to pass the gavel uh jeremy shall we hear the director's report
3: yes thank you commissioners so we have uh no items scheduled uh currently uh quick update on the airport land use plan work uh, which is proceeding we have uh, hired uh, mead and hunt as our consultants very well respected uh, and experienced consultants and we've uh, begun initial consultations with them. They are reviewing um, a lot of technical background reports, uh, EIRs and other information, uh, and beginning to um, uh, put together uh, a a series of questions and uh, uh, information uh, related to that background before uh, coming up with any recommendations. So those meetings are internal at this point. Uh, down the road, we will begin doing some public outreach, but it's really just looking at the background for right now. That's where things stand.
0: Okay. Any questions for Jeremy? Okay. So now we come to the fun part. Election of officers for next year for the Airport Land Use Commission. Can I have nominations for vice chair of the commission? Commissioner Dickinson. Uh,
4: actually. Don't we do usually do the chair first?
3: I thought it was normally the chair first.
0: Oh, do we do the chair yeah. first? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a good thing <laughs> that
5: it's, you're out of here. I
0: mean, <laughs> this is my second or third time being chair, I think. So, I,
4: um,
0: age. <laughs> okay, so I'm blaming on age. So uh, I'm going to take nominations for chair of the Airport Land Use Commission. Commissioner Dickinson, thank you.
4: Yes, I'd like to nominate um, Commissioner Stepanovich as chair for the next year.
0: Do I have a second?
2: Second.
0: Great. Commissioner Dickinson moved and Commissioner Curran seconded. All in favor of Commissioner Stepanovich being vice chair for the next year, say aye. Chair. Aye. chair.
2: chair. Did I say vice chair again?
0: <laughs> Man, I really need
2: to change
1: jobs. Chair. No. But
2: chair, Chair's Rebecca. Rebecca's. Re- chair's Rebecca. Re- yeah. The
1: chair chair. right. so. He has his reason.
0: Oh, my Lord. Okay. It's not just me. <laughs> well, wait. That was We're taking nominations for chair, and you said right. Stepanisic. Is he the chair? I thought Rebecca was going to be chair because she's vice chair this year. <laughs> we know that? But isn't vice chair from the year we, before? So
3: we, st- we stay out of be. this?
0: <laughs> do I so stay out of we,
3: this? We, 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 well, but we stay I, out of this.
4: Actually, we usually do the chair. Then the person who's elected chair will take over the election for the vice chair. That's the way we typically do it.
0: Yes, but but Commissioner Lynn should be the chair for next year, and Commissioner Stupanisic is going to be the vice chair. So he,
4: yes. Actually, I take back my nomination. <laughs> 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 and, and, and I nominate <laughs> Commissioner Lind as the chair of ALUC for the next year.
0: Who's on first? Okay, <laughs> now we have a, a new nomination for chair, which would be Commissioner Lind and Commissioner. And I need a 2nd second, all all second. All second. Great, thank you. We have a um, complete nomination. All in favor? Aye. 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 Take it away, Commissioner. Aye. I mean, Chairman. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'd like to accept nominations for vice chair for the Airport Land Use Commission.
4: And for vice chair, I'll nominate Commissioner Skapanovich. Uh,
1: um, Second. That. <laughs> Second. Oh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Good job. <laughs> Here, <I'll give> it- <laughs> <laughs> Next. Open time for uh, public comment to the Airport Land Use Commission. Seeing none, we adjourn. adjourn At what time is the time? We
0: recess, I guess.
1: (laughs) And recess to the Planning Commission. Oh, I get to bang it.
0: (laughs) I get it back now. I know.
1: You guys are funny. Oh,
0: oh, the power. Okay. All right. Thank you. you.
5: I think it says that we can it starts at one so we're okay yeah
0: we're good thank you Commissioner Nave thank you (laughs) gone out of here okay yep okay so now we are gonna convene as the Marin County Planning Commission I still have some tiny grasp of power left um and uh do I do we need to do yes, let's do roll call one more time, Cindy? Yep. Commissioner Dickinson. Here. Commissioner Bessett. Here. Commissioner
4: Lee.
1: Here. Commissioner Sapanis. Here. Commissioner Curran. Here. Commissioner Blay. Commissioner
0: Beadle. Here. Thank you, Cindy. Um, Okay, we have the minutes, next item is the minutes from the meeting of February 5th. Are there any comments or edits or questions about the minutes?
2: I would move approval of the minutes.
0: Commissioner Curran, do I have a second? I have a second. Thank you, Commissioner Zapanasich. All in favor? Aye. 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 The minutes are approved. And I'll abstain since I wasn't at the meeting. Um, any commissioners have any communications that they would like to share with the commission and staff?
5: General communications, not correct. Not
0: related. General communications, not, not l- really items that are not already on the agenda. Okay, hearing none, back to Jeremy.
6: Oh, elections, right.
0: Well,
3: yeah, selections next, and then I'll okay, <laughs> great.
0: Okay. Um, so, I would like to entertain motions or entertain nominations for chair of the planning commission for 2024. Commissioner Dickinson.
4: I would not like to nominate um, Commissioner Lynn to be chair for um, the, the coming year.
0: Excellent. Do I have a second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Sapanisich. All in favor?
2: Aye. 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 <laughs> You really thank key, thank, you, thank you for your year of, of uh, uh, chairing the meetings. You did a great job.
1: <laughs> I'd like to entertain a motion for vice chair of the planning commission.
0: I will nominate Commissioner Stepanisic.
1: Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, moving on to director's report.
3: Okay, well, it's looking like it's probably going to be a pretty quiet spring. We have um, nothing scheduled for March 4th. (laughs) Um, We have a couple of informational items on April 15th. The first is the County Plan Program update, and state law requires that we update um, the state on our progress in our general plan implementation every year. Um, We have not done that regularly but um, the state wants us to so we're going to start doing that regularly this year we've taken extra steps to review all of the programs that the planning division is responsible for and do some research on where we are where where we stand with those and uh, we will be presenting those to the board uh, in march and then um, submitting it to the state and then uh, bringing it to your commission as an informational item on April 15th. In addition, we have another informational item. We're gonna invite our environmental health services staff to come and talk to you, uh, give you kind of a presentation, uh, learning session on um, issues related to septic and water provision. This is something that we run into often in uh, the planning world, uh, and certainly does constrain development in certain ways that we think it would be important for your commissioner for your commission to better understand so we'll ask them to give those presentations uh and that's all we've got in the schedule april um 29th is open and may 13th is open Uh, of course we'll let you know if we do have anything scheduled for those dates but currently there's nothing there
5: um, I think it's going to be a little noisier than you might anticipate if my community is any example. I was wondering, do we have a date? Obviously not, but some idea when this gas station proposal in Point Reyes is likely to be on the calendar?
3: Uh, I don't have that date right now, but we will let you know.
5: Okay. I mean, that's going to be exciting, and so is the proposed subdevelopment in Point Reyes. So I think that that's that's going to interrupt our p- your notion of how peaceful the schedule might be in the coming months. So, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to be really in- they're going to be really interesting, <laughs> and Mr. Barricott's excited about it. <laughs> so. <laughs>
3: uh, um, we uh, okay. So actually, we we think April fifth for the for the gas station. We're not sure yet, but we think so. We're still Thank
2: checking
3: you. on that. A- April five. You said. <clears throat> so um. Last hearing, you had asked for an update on uh, the short-term rentals. And I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to start to kind of update you on things that the board was hearing um, related to planning, especially things that you may have heard yourselves. Um, So on January 11th, the BOS adopted a resolution authorizing the planning division to submit an application to the Coastal Commission Uh, to amend our code and the local coastal program or the short-term rental uh, regulations. The board uh, essentially kept most of the recommendations of your commission, but there are some notable changes. One of those is that um, the board decided to allow the township caps based on um, the earlier numbers that we had submitted rather than the 2018 numbers, which is what you had um, ended up recommending. Those cut it down, I think, by close to two thirds, which the board felt was probably too drastic. And we received comments from the Coastal Commission saying that it would be an uphill battle to have those 2018 numbers uh, approved. So the board went back to the original, I think it was 2021 um, numbers, uh, and uh, those seemed to, uh, be getting the support from the Coastal Commission staff. Um, they made some other changes. Um, they increased the county-wide cap to 1,200 total licenses, uh, which gives a little bit more room in terms of the, especially the interior. Um, they established a cap for Muirwoods Park of 19 licenses. Uh, they set caps for Sea Drift and Dillon Beach, Um Remember, we recommended those caps to be about 25% of the housing stock for both, uh, and your commission said remove the caps altogether. The board ended up going with closer to 50% uh, of the housing stock for each. They're nowhere close to that right now, so maybe we'll never hit those, but I think the board felt a little bit uncomfortable with having no no cap at all, so they set it at 50% for both of those. Uh, And then... um, with the accessory dwelling units, they essentially grandfathered accessory dwelling units that were built before 20 or 20, uh, 2020 or 2021. In other words, the, whether or not it's a categorical um, category one or category two, if you were allowed to have an, a uh, short-term rental when you originally built it, then you'd be allowed to have a short-term rental in the future as well. But going forward, um, if you build a short-term rental, then you you will not be allowed to have. Uh, that as I'm sorry, if you build an ADU, you will not be able to allow have that as a short-term rental. So that's where they came down on that. Um, we, we'll see. We don't have a, a date yet from the Coastal Commission. We are hoping that the uh, commission will be uh, hearing that soon, and um, we're providing them with every bit of information that they could possibly want. Um, we have a couple of other things coming up at the um, board. Obviously, if the development code amendments are. Recommended by your commission today. We'll be bringing those to the board in April. Um, We also um, are going to be updating our Williamson Act contract regulations. Um, The Williamson Act contracts used to be regulated by the assessor's office, but that was turned over to the Community Development Agency a couple of years ago, and we discovered that um, the resolution was quite out of date. Uh, and so we're updating it. Not, not a huge number of substantive changes, but um, uh, there is going to be some more flexibility in the Williamson Act contract program. So we're bringing that forward to the board uh, in April as well. And then, of, of course, uh, the, uh, the countywide plan program report is going to be going to them in, in, uh, in March. That's kind of all we have in terms of planning going to the board, um, but I'll plan on continuing to update you as these things occur throughout the year. And I have any, if there are any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Otherwise, we can move on.
1: Thank you. That was interesting. I appreciate the <clears throat> development code amendments. Uh, staff presentation. I have a- <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, open time. I'm yes. sorry. I didn't ask for communications. Any communications? Wait. First, open time for for comments, I guess, that there isn't. Oh, I'm just really off
5: script. No, it's though. all right. We're all <laughs> helping each other here
1: today. Okay. Just open time for public expression. It's all off.
3: So This is unrelated to the development code amendments, item.
1: Yes. Does he know that? Is this unrelated to the agenda item for the development code amendment, sir? He's not, not paying.
4: Jack, do you want to <laughs> speak <laughs> on the Code amendment?
1: That's not
2: right now. Be That's in not the
1: right order. now. So, right now is un, uh, items that are not on the agenda. Okay. I'm
0: <laughs> glad we're providing entertainment yeah, for yeah. somebody. We're all learning here. <laughs> okay.
1: So. Now it's time for the staff
3: presentation. All right. I'll hand it over to Manny Barakat, who's been working on the oh, development. Oh, wait. Code communi- we have a communication to report. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: I mean, I I, th- I guess I need to to report. If I have a communication from my appointing authority, is that something that I need to... Is that a communication that one should report, i.e. Supervisor uh, Radoni.
3: I, I don't know that that's subject to... Um, the requirement that communications be reported?
5: What does our lawyer think? Yeah, that's a good question. If I had a communication from uh, my appointing authority, is that something that should be reported? I I don't think it's highly controversial. He just wanted to voice his support for the proposed change on uh, Romans 6-13. So...
6: Brandon Halter, I, I think the cat's probably out of the bag at this point, but <laughs> disclosure is probably the side I would err if it's. Okay.
5: Fully <laughs> disclosed. All
1: right, thank you. Now right. the staff presentation. Now, now I'll turn it
3: over to Manny, who's been working on the <laughs> development code amendments. Uh, we took to heart all your comments from the last hearing and made a number of changes. Hopefully you've had the opportunity to review those changes. I'll just ask Manny to kind of briefly take you through um, what has changed since the last hearing and keep it at that. But, of course, if there's questions about um, anything beyond those
6: changes, uh, we're open to those as, as well. So, Manny, please take it away. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, uh, commissioners and members of the public. Uh, next slide, please. Um, your commission held a workshop at the last meeting to discuss the, to discuss and receive public comments on the development code. At the meeting, the commission expressed um cons- It's directed staff to further investigate um, the on-site manager unit requirements per project, SB 9 to further look into SB 9 alternatives and also to come up with uh, revised uh, standards for for the form-based code. Next slide, please. We've looked into the issue with respect to on-site manager or manager's units, we looked into. Into this issue, and found that there are several state laws that regulate this topic. Uh, in short, um, at least one up to four units are required based on the number of units on the on the on the project or, or on the premise. Uh, with respect to whether or not managers' unit can be occupied by. Uh, or if a low-income unit can be used as a manager's unit, there is no prohibition, it's just that the resident must qualify as low-income in order to occupy it. Whether they're a manager site residence or not is not an issue. The, the reason for that is if they were to be terminated, the residency would still continue because it's unrelated to uh, the income qualification in order to occupy a BMR unit. Uh, given that this is, Relatively heavily regulated by state law, especially has financial implications. Staff recommends that the commission does not revise the code as it has proposed. Next slide, please. SB-9. At the direction of the commission to establish a reasonable unit size, staff reviewed SB-9 ordinances adopted by several cities and counties throughout the Bay Area. We found that most jurisdictions use the zoning development standards, such as FAR, um, lot coverage, bulk mass, or objective design standards, to regulate unit size. We found only two jurisdictions have established absolute maximum at 1,600 square feet. At least in one case, that 1,600 square feet maximum can be modified on case-by-case basis, depending if the lot meets the underlying zoning district's minimum size. Since Marin County has many areas within uh, that are planned zoning districts without uh, FAR lot coverage or any kind of uh, requirements, we recommend that you establish a maximum unit size for SB9 unit size. And um, we think 1,600 square feet is a reasonable um, control. Next, please. Again, um, we looked into a uh, number of jurisdictions, and we find that most of them have not adopted a local control or regulation related to access. Most default to the state law. And we recommend that the Commission revert back to the state law. It's easy, it's informal. And it's also up to the applicant to demonstrate that they can provide access to the property.
3: If I'll just add here, So there was a conversation during the last hearing and um, what we took away from that was that your commission was mainly concerned about private driveways and making sure that, you know, legal access through another property was provided the state law verbatim language we feel meets that requirement because they'd have to demonstrate that they actually have an easement that allows for that additional development or subdivision. However, it seemed as though your commission was interested in not preventing people who have a subdivision where the subdivision roadways are offered for dedication to the owners within that subdivision rather than to the public to be prevented from having a a SB 9. Again, verbatim state law language seems to provide for that because if you have access through any means necessary through a subdivision or a private street or what have you, to get to a publicly maintained road, which all properties must have, uh, then you would be covered and allowed to have an SB-9 subdivision. So we feel like the verbatim language essentially addresses both um, the additional flexibility that your commission wanted to provide, but also the additional protection uh, regarding the private, the private uh, driveways through private properties. So that's why we're recommending just going with the state law. Not to mention the fact that it is, from the legal perspective, um, the best coverage we could possibly have.
5: This is the section that Supervisor Radoni was interested in the, in, <clears throat> yeah. in the revised language. Yes. Yeah.
6: Um, next slide, please. Uh, lastly, with respect to the form-based code, uh, the co- last time we were here, the commission expressed a concern with the amount of. Uh, with staff's recommendations with respect how much of a slope area could be, so it may be permitted to be disturbed. We have since revised, the, revised it in accordance with what we feel is consistent with the Planning Commission and reduced it in half of, from our previous recommendations. Um, I think this is reasonable and we recommend that you adopt it as is. Um, what I've done is I copied the table and you can see it on the screen so you can see the changes. So, from what we, from what is in a code at the moment. Uh, next slide, please. In addition to the revisions I, we just covered, uh, there are a couple of minor edits that we are proposing. One of them is a t- topographical error on uh, attachment one. It says Amy, it should say Any. And the second one is a comment received by uh, Commissioner, Stepanupic, sorry if I mispronounce your last name. Um, he pointed out that we referenced the state law instead of referencing county-wide plan. Uh, with that, staff recommends that the commission adopt a resolution and forward it to the board for favorable adoption. Any, any okay.
1: go <coughs> uh, do we have commissioner questions of staff? Yes, Don?
4: I have a couple questions. Um, one is that the uh, resolution including with today's staff report only refers to sections so i assume all of those sections are included in the changes and they were the ones from the previous staff report right
3: Uh, all the all the changes are included in those sections yes
4: okay um uh, let me do this one first on and this is page 3-135 of the um, current staff report, there are the the discussion about density, minimum densities. And I assume from the previous report that that is a result of um, SB 2011. And the maps that you had in the previous report showed the, the most likely, I think, places that could could occur, not all of them. But is the wording that's proposed, is that identical to what's in the state law in terms of establishing these minimums that in order to take advantage of the benefits of that legislation, you'd have to build 30, 40, or 60 units per acre? And if not, then you wouldn't have the benefit of... Um, Ministerial project and CEQA exempt.
3: Uh, give me one second. So, what page are, are you?
4: The, of the uh, today's staff report, is three um, one sure, thirty-five, and it's the same, I think, as was in the previous uh, staff report. So this is should, a new yeah, concept: I'm... minimum density. And I assume if you don't do the minimum density, you could still do it. For instance, if you wanted a project at uh, forty-five rather than sixty units per acre, you could do it. You just wouldn't have the benefit of being ministerial and correct and exempt. Yeah. This is verbatim from the state law. Okay, yeah. I kind of thought that was the case, but it's it's interesting that if you actually build a few less units, you actually don't get the advantage of of the law and. Anyway, we can talk about it later. Some of these numbers are very high. (laughs) Yeah, intended as an incentive to build more housing. Yeah, Um, and I guess my other question has to do with um, the previous staff report had the proposed uh, footnote wording changes in a number of places, and it was all kind of similar. It says a maximum residential density for proposed subdivision for that portion or portions of properties with sensitive habitat or within ridge and upland greenbelt uh, or baylands corridor and properties that lack public water and sewer systems uh, would be removed from the zoning ordinance and i know during the housing element the board removed similar wording from the countywide plan did they replace it with anything or is it just now not addressed in the countywide plan
3: so they removed that from the countywide plan so this is bringing the development code into alignment with the um, changes to the countywide plan approved by the door, by the board during the housing element process
4: but it really isn't inconsistent with anything because they didn't say you could go to the high end or they didn't say something that that would be contrary
3: to this wording. Well, I, I believe it is inconsistent because this wording would affect the um, development potential in a way which is inconsistent with the, um, the board's decision on the housing element and the related counterweight plan amendment. Okay.
4: Um, we could talk about that
3: some more, but um,
4: I, those are my questions.
1: Any other questions? Okay, we'll move to the public hearing, so I'll open the public hearing. We have one speaker declared. We don't have speaker cards for today. Yes, you have uh, three my minutes.
7: Na- my name is Jack Crystal, and uh, I think that uh, you, you um, may have read an article that appeared uh, about a week ago in the independent journal um, describing by a representative for Caltrans Uh, that they have uh, major plans to uh, uh, rebuild, improve, uh, catch up and do work to the extent of a low of $200 million to a high of almost a billion dollars on Highway 1, which starts off of Highway 101, in Southern Marin, in the area where the Richardson Bay Bridge is, under it, around it, and uh, perhaps the bridge itself, I understand. And this is not an item that was uh, looked at or weighed before when the code was uh, processed and was passed, and I asked for during this processing to have two sections of the code eliminated as being wrong and uh, simply not applicable. Uh, I've given you copies there of the two items on the code, uh, one being 22.14.060 eight, asking for that to be deleted, and the other one 22.14.060/10 for that to also be deleted. The first one refers to uh, communicating, announcing um, to the Corps of Engineers and other trustee agencies uh, and secondly, uh, a deed restriction which is uh, should have been brought back up, and I'm asking that that be also removed. Uh, We're looking at, on the picture that you have received, at the section that is called Manzanita, which covers the entrance to and major portions of the Marin City area alongside Highway 101 up to the Richardson Bay Bridge, the shoreline, and all that area there that, Floods and locks people in or doesn't let people come uh, go out when to, there is you need to
1: wrap a, up your comment now please thank you uh,
7: okay. out of town when, when there is a very high tide and uh, and the pumps and the tide locks and all that simply have not been maintained and the code as it is places the burden now on property owners when Caltrans has uh, admitted and will be correcting, fixing, taking care of that and referring to pumping, referring can to... side you please
1: wrap up?
7: Locks and, and all of that. Um, I've added on the items that I've given you okay. part um. of the record... Uh, including an article that was written by Mr. Halsted in the IJ back in uh, October 2022. Thank you. We
1: need, we need to. We need to. Uh, we need to end your comment. Thank you. Thank you.
7: Okay. Happy to come back. Okay,
1: that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there any other public comment?
5: So what, what do we do about something like that? That isn't strictly speaking what we're dealing with today, but it, yeah, this, the, the is, this is a burden that's, as I understand it, that's being put on homeowners, but the Caltrans is supposed to be taking care of. Is there, a, do we
1: have any role in that at all? So I'm, um, could you clarify, Staff, this is not part of the package that is before us for the public hearing, so it has not been notified. So it's perhaps a re- Something that you could get back to us with appropriate response in terms of work program at some other time, but I don't think we. can. I mean, well, he's he is recommending d- deleting a portion of the code, and we are looking at the
0: development code, so I think. It's well, yeah, but some you, discussion,
1: no? But it's not noticed, right? Was it? Well,
5: but the code is noticed. The whole code is.
3: Noticed. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to discuss it, I think it's fine to discuss it, I and mean, okay. if you decide do you want to direct us to to do something. I, Know.
5: Well, can you tell us about, do you know, do you understand the issue?
3: Yeah. I mean, the, this Are you up.
5: concerned about the issue? No, not at okay. all. <laughs> all right. Okay.
3: So this um, reflects uh, changes that were made uh, related to the safety element of the countywide plan, um, which was brought through at the same time as the housing element. And the safety element had a, um, uh, had a focus on sea level rise adaptation, uh, included in that safety element, um, or sorry, included in the regulations related to that safety element was a change to the BFC regulations. This is a zoning district that is along the um, Baylands corridor in general and requires certain restrictions, including a deed restriction, uh, for properties that are developing in an area that um, are, is estimated to be within. Um, future flood uh, flooding area from sea level rise. So um, that's uh, something that he has raised uh, a number of times in previous hearings. He would like that uh, restriction to be removed. We do not recommend that restriction be removed. It is consistent with the safety element and with the direction of the board. Um, There's another section which he also referred to, which is an older section. It's not been changed in the last 20 years. Um, related to protection from geological flooding and other hazards, and that is 8B, um, which uh, says areas underlain by deposits of young muds should be reserved for water-related recreational uses, habitat, and open space. Limited development may be allowed subject to the approval of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and other trustee agencies. So uh, removing that language isn't going to affect anything, because uh, if you're developing in a wetland that is subject to Army Corps jurisdiction, the Army Corps will need to weigh in on that. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend removing it. This is really just, it's essentially for transparency purposes as much as anything else. It's just good customer service to be able to provide that information to people who are planning on developing in, in these very constrained areas. So neither one of these is really related to the amendments that we've proposed today, and they're both consistent with the safety element and with the board's direction. We don't recommend any changes.
1: Now, could we have the timer turned off? Thank you. Question.
0: So, just back to the first proposal about the deed restriction, and I think this question has been raised, I know this question has been raised before, I remember talking about it in the safety, when we were talking about the safety element, but whether or not a homeowner, and this may be for county council, but whether or not a homeowner accepts liability for sea level rise, um, or accepts that deed restriction, that doesn't necessarily, it's not dispositive on, on whether or not Caltrans or any other agency um, goes to the aid of, you know, or, or repair of, of anything that, that may happen because of flooding and sea level
1: rise. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that's correct.
1: Any other comment? Any other questions?
4: Actually, let me, let me just add that um, Mr. Crystal did appear before the Planning Commission and I assume before the Board uh, during the discussion of safety element and raised the issue and i mean we, we heard him at that point and we chose to do what we did um and i don't see any reason to to actually bring up an issue that is even isn't even noticed for uh, discussion today but yes um
1: the
2: there, there was quite a bit of discussion about this at the joint meeting that we had um, with the Board of Supervisors. And so, uh, apart from any way I may feel about it, I, I feel that uh, the issue was aired and the Board of Supervisors has chosen a path here. And so, I, I don't see that there's any role for us at this
1: stage. All right, so we'll close the public hearing and bring it back to the commission for comments. Yes.
5: <coughs> I'm just curious more about what Commissioner Dickinson brought up before and how it I, how it affects un, was, undeveloped parcels and stuff like that. I'm,
4: yeah, I was actually going to go into more detail when we got yeah. to the comments. Um, do you want me to do it now? or Go ahead, take it away. Okay, this is... Uh, this change is probably one of the most significant changes that is occurring to the uh, initially to the countywide plan and to the zoning ordinance. It, it's a broad brush that affects thousands of acres of the county.
0: Which sorry, which section are we talking? Could you, like, you recap?
1: Really?
5: Re- yeah, which, which it is, is and, and what the change
0: exactly is
5: going to be? The first staff be. report,
1: not in the current staff yes. report. Yes. Uh,
4: no. uh, it occurs about, like about five places, and there's a footnote under the zoning charts, and it's similar. Um, let me find one of them here.
1: And which page of the old staff report is it? Are we ready um, to to? of the prior staff report? Yeah, there's one.
4: Here's another one. Okay, this is one on page uh, 2-49, on and it's similar wording in different places, as added as a footnote.
1: That's the code language page you're referencing, 2
4: Yes, the strikeout version, Okay, and it's, um, under that it's footnote 6 and footnote 7, which are relative to this issue. I'll read through it for anyone who doesn't have the maximum residential density for proposed subdivision for that portion or portions of properties with sensitive habitat or within the Ridge and Upland Greenbelt or the Baylands corridor and properties that lack public water or sewage systems shall be calculated at the lowest end of the density range as established by the governing countywide plan land use designation. This restriction does not apply to lots governed by the countywide plans PD. And this is referring to where this occurs, um, agriculture and so forth. Um, But the end of that is densities higher than the lowest end of the applicable density range may be considered on a case-by-case basis for new housing units affordable to very low and low-income households that are capable of providing adequate water and sanitary service. And I think I'm probably the only, I'm pretty certain I'm the only commissioner who was around when we inserted this wording in the uh, 2007 countywide plan. And we talked about it a lot. It was good planning, reduce development potential in areas that are constrained, either have um, sensitive habitats or in the designated ridge and upland greenbelt area or in the Baylands Corridor or lack uh, public sewer or water. And we talked about it a lot during the hearings at the time this, this concept was, was added. And the idea was because of the value of those properties, the density shouldn't be... The, the land use category is typically like 1 to 10 units per acre, and the zoning just has to be within that. And this said that if those circumstances apply, it should be at the low end rather than, rather than at the high end. In the hearings on the housing element, when I raised this issue, I mean, we never got to voting on it, but um, it was the, removing it from the countywide plan was proposed, Um, The board ultimately did that. And my question is, it's not in the countywide plan. Nothing different was put in the countywide plan. There wasn't replacement wording put in, but I don't think anyone really understood the implications. And I went through, since the last meeting, I went through the countywide um, planning area maps to see where this situation applies. And, for instance, in... um, Upper Lucas Valley, the uh, the the uh, land use uh, designation is one unit per one to ten acres, so we're saying it's not the one unit per acre. I mean the one unit per ten acres. It would have been (laughs) increasing tenfold. Santa Venetia, one unit per one to ten acres, the same the same tenfold increase. Los Ranchitos. The original up in greenfield area in Los Ranchitos is going from one unit per five acres to one unit per acre. In Bayside Acres and the Country Club, the ad- existing designations are one unit per one to five acres. So it goes from five acres to one acre. Uh, some of it is in the Baylands is actually four to seven units. So it goes from seven. I mean, it goes from... Um, four, up to seven. Sleepy Hollow, the hills in Sleepy Hollow, which has really no ability to provide um, uh, below-market-rate housing, it goes from um, uh, seven-units breaker to four-units. I mean, it goes from four-units breaker to seven-units breaker. Some of it goes from, from 10-acre minimum lot size to 1-acre minimum lot size. Tenfold increase in the hills in Sleepy Hollow. Um, Cow Park, the same kind of increase. Um, southwest of Nevada, um, the area is now designated one unit per 1 to 10 acres. It's going down to 1 acre. Um, Canfield.
5: Uh, can is this parcel in Point Reyes in a similar no, situation? No, the new one. You the know what I'm Ridge and talking
4: Upland Greenbelt and the Baylands Corridor only applies to the city center corridor. It only applies east from Marin. It doesn't even apply to San Valley. But um, anyway, going down Kentfield, King Mountain. I mean, the Kentfield on the San Rafael um, Kentfield border is going from. Um, uh, one unit per 10 acres, one unit per acre. Um, King Mountain itself will, would go from one unit per 60 acres to one unit per 20 acres, a threefold increase. Uh, Kent Field, other part, portions of Kent Field with the density would double. Tam Valley all over the place, uh, because there's a lot of ridge and upland greenbelt there and some baylands corridor. Um, the density is increasing five-fold, two-fold. Um, Marin C- City, the privately owned property there, is now designated one unit per one to 10 acres. Is going down to one acre. Um, a strawberry um, properties there are designated, in the original upland Greenbelt, they're designated one unit per one to 10 acres. Um, pr- presumably, they could develop at one acre consistent with the countywide plan. Uh, Paradise Drive, which was an example I used during uh, our hearings on the housing (laughs) enrollment, where there's really no potential on the backside of Tiburon Peninsula for below-market-rate housing. It's not accessible. It's auto-dependent. It it just doesn't make any sense. The density is being uh, increased five to tenfold, consistent with the countywide plan. And I actually think... That because something different was put in wasn't put, something different wasn't put in the countywide plan that there's really not an inconsistency. It just shows that in terms of the specific zoning, that it should be at the low end of the density range. And it, what really concerned me is when I started looking at the map and re, realizing that this really it just produces more housing most of the locations aren't even appropriate for below-market-rate housing. It's just increasing the development potential. Some come in and say, well, I'm consistent with the countywide plan. I can zone increase the zoning on the property tenfold and, and argue that I'm consistent with the county wide plan. So anyway, of all of the proposed changes, that is the one that I have absolutely the strongest objection to. But can it's I? it's so ju- broad-brush, and I don't think it was ever really – analyzed during the hearings on the housing element. We can't change the housing element now, but we're asked to change all these footnotes.
5: I'm sorry to be so parochial here, but I just want to make sure that I understand this, because we are probably facing a quite large development in Point Reyes, which you said it doesn't apply because it's not within the Ridge and Upland Greenbelt or the Baylands Corridor, but it says and properties that lack public water or sewer systems. And this is a property that lacks a public water
4: and sewer system. Actually, that's true. The Ridge and Upland Greenbelt and the Baylands are only in the city center corridor, but...
5: So th- but this isn't...
4: And there are other, other unspecified properties that could have sensitive habitat where you... So,
5: so it's, quite, it it's so. quite comprehensive, and yeah, so that's problematic.
4: But I, did, I didn't realize that there were no ridge and up and greenbelt, for instance, in San Dorado Valley or Nicasio. But it, according to the maps, it only applies to Eastern Marin. And most of it, the ridge and up and greenbelt, are basically the scenic ridge tops at the end of uh, current kind of marginal streets. And no one's talking about low market rate housing. In addition, that section has an exception that if someone did propose it, and we talked about this back in 2007. We put that specific wording in, so if some project came in and technically was in one of those designations, it would still have the option of doing more than the the, the um, lowest end of the, of the density range. But we spent a lot of time talking about it during the countywide plan, and it's an, I, I thought it was an important policy that actually Alex Hines was the one who Recommended mm-hmm. it to us um, that was in there and I just have real problems just wiping it off the books altogether now
0: well so if it's in the county sorry may I just Go a question if it's I agree it sounds problematic but it's in the countywide plan
4: it was so deleted this was wording deleted. essentially this wording was deleted from the countywide plan so now it doesn't say
1: yeah, but the say, one but one. the land use designations are still in the countywide mm-hmm. plan. So so the density range that is and that this zoning section implements would still be in the countywide plan. And the issue is under the new state laws regulating right. how you calculate maximum density and density bonuses. And density it's really bonus. triggered by the density bonus so provisions. You have to go to the high end of the range, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter that it isn't. That, that this kind of language isn't in the countywide plan, and the state law overrides the zoning. That's why it's a conflict. But well, if if that if the policy is something that we want, then it needs to be a different desi- land use designation with a lower land use capacity needs to be adopted into the countywide plan in order to be in compliance with state law. I think. Because that's the way that's the way the density pr- process works now under state laws. You go to the top level. People are entitled to the top level. It doesn't matter if the, the zoning is consistent.
4: The top level in the land use designation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, and it it's, it may be limited to only projects that are coming in for density bonuses under the state density bonus law. I would have to we'd have to ask for some more. Uh, clarification and research on that, which might mean that market rate projects couldn't do that. In absence of any direction in the zoning, I don't know how that would be treated. I'm not familiar enough with those mechanisms, but I can understand that possibility. Um, But they would still be able to argue the case to go to the high end of the range based on facts of the property.
0: I guess, I, you know, I'd like to hear staff's response, obviously, but I also would love to know what you're, if, you, if there's something that you're proposing, John.
4: Uh, my proposal would be at this point just to keep the wording in the zoning ordinance.
1: Yeah, maybe we need to find out more. And, and then more at, how at it some
4: be- point we could look at
1: I I just don't
4: think that during the hearings there was much consideration, and it was actually um, pointed out in Bruce Cochran's uh, litigation, which we saw for the first time in, right. in, in uh, this packet, is, I mean, it, a, a lot of the community plans were based on the Ridge and Upland Greenbelt and low density range. That's all gone because now the countywide plan supersedes that. But it just, uh, from the beginning, it was one of the changes. I mean, we identified through the housing element, uh, although I didn't agree with all of them, sites that more than accommodated the number of units that we needed and then we went beyond that this is not anything the state said we had to do we offered it up they um,
0: wanted a reasonable buffer though right right this is no anyway. well Sorry, we had a buffer
4: take... even i mean right. we had a buffer without take... this but and my my feeling is that the people that are going to take advantage of this i mean it's going to be market rate housing yeah it's going to be someone who has a property in Los Ranchitos, where under the existing wording, it would be a five-acre minimum. They basically couldn't do it. I mean, they still have SB9, and they have all kinds of other options of getting more units, but just for us to remove it after there was was so much thought given to it to begin with um, is something I have a problem with. And I realize... in in my comments, I realize a lot of things were required to do. Like rounding up is something I have not supported. But the state says you do it, and in fact the effect is minimal because if you had 20 units and you round up, you get 21. I mean, the numbers are relatively small. In this case, the numbers could be huge. Mm -hmm. In areas where we had previously decided development should be minimized.
2: May may we hear what staff has to say about this? No, I'd like to just ask staff.
3: Sure. Uh, So, I mean, the intent of the housing element is to increase housing, and uh, there were a number of related countywide plan amendments also consistent with that intent, and uh, they were thoroughly vetted. Uh, my recollection is different. I think that the Board of Supervisors was very aware of the importance of this uh, set of amendments and acutely aware of the fact that your commission did not recommend the housing element to be approved. So at this point, the intent of this set of, de- of development code amendments is really, A, to be consistent with state law and B, to follow the provisions of the housing element and implement those uh, policies if we do not we still run a risk of jeopardizing the housing element we must comply with what the housing element says that is why we are recommending this change to these footnotes because the uh, implementing i'm sorry the uh, the framework and the policy has been removed without that framework, there's no justification for keeping this. So to implement the housing element, we need to remove this language. Uh, of course, I mean, your your commission didn't recommend <laughs> approval of the housing element in the first place. We don't, I just wouldn't be surprised if your commission didn't recommend approval of the implementing regulations either. But I think the board has spoken on this issue, and I think that they were very aware of what, it, of what the it would mean. That's why we've recommended the changes that we have.
1: I, I do think that even if the pol- if the density range is still in the, the plan, it, you can still, the state law requires, allows people to come in and uh, uh, propose something at the top of the range. And so I don't, I think that that, you know, it's it's kind of water under the bridge. There's also a requ- requirements that you can you cannot downzone. So, you know, there are many, and this is something that if we wanted to have a further conversation and really understand the mechanics of it, it would be useful to have further ad- further advice from staff. But I think that um, I do remember when this was discussed, and I I remember wondering about it because there wasn't there wasn't the kind of site specific analysis that that Don just provided but there was a more uh, general analysis of how it fit into the the changes in state law and and I I do think it's kind of water under the bridge under the state law at this point. Go ahead.
5: And this is precisely why over and over again in the hearings that we had with the public that we said this wasn't the last bite at the apple that EIRs It wasn't just going to be one gigantic EIR, but there were going to be EIRs possible for projects like these. That's what we told the public. And now it sounds like maybe there will be, maybe there won't be, but it doesn't matter that it's all foregone. And again, I at least know of one place where this is going to be hugely unpopular and controversial. So... I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go on record as supporting this change. It's fine if the supervisors say, "Hey, we've done it, that's it. But uh, I don't think this is good for our communities. And even for those of us that really support housing and especially affordable housing, And and so, again, we're talking market-rate housing. This isn't going to do anything for affordable housing, except as the tail sort of wagging the dog. We'll get a few in there when developers do market-rate. The project that I'm thinking about, those are going to be minimum $2 million houses. That's what we want to support here?
4: Well, just a comment is we did tell a lot of members of the public that the issues would be looked at through the environmental review but under the housing element most of the actually all of the housing sites I think became ministerial which means they're exempt from environmental review except for certain exceptions but well
1: well, it depends on where they were in prior housing cycles number one and also depends on whether they
4: I think the housing. I think the housing element made them all ministerial.
1: So these particular sites that you've identified, were, are any of them housing opportunity sites?
4: There are some sites, like Mr. Crystal's property within the Baylands corridor, where the housing element specifically gave him a number of units, which I think overrides all of. It. I think any of the ones on the site list, and. One, I think, is in Ridge and Upland Greenbelt. Uh, there are a number in Baylands, not very many. They're not very many units, but it's not the broad brush like all Paradise Drive. And those, I believe, um, wouldn't be affected by the wording anyway. The ones on the site list.
1: I would be interested in uh, additional information about our ability to change policy that involves any type of down zone having to do with housing capacity, because I think think we are are. limited by that, but I can't really speak to that without more advice. But it seems to me that in terms of the policy position, if if there's concern about certain environmental characteristics of properties in these corridors, there could be some follow-up with a change in the countywide plan that eliminated that, that range.
3: Well, actually, SB 330 prevents us from downzoning. That right. so was we're my not recollection. Be, we're not going to be changing the land use designation or the zoning density without finding another site to upzone. That's right. Right. So there's That's the way it works. Loss. So, I, I mean, I think we've, we've been through this issue a number of times already, and, and that's the, that's the <coughs> bottom line is that the... Right. Sound. We don't have the buffer to do it.
1: Right. It's a, it's a big change.
4: But again, I don't believe it affects any of the sites on the sites list, so you wouldn't have to replace
1: it. That would be an interesting discussion. Okay. Any other comment? Did you have other issues to raise? Oh yes.
4: Just a few things. Um, When I went through this initially, and then read back through it since our um, February 5th meeting, there are a few things. Like I mentioned, the rounding up concerned me. But thinking about it, it really isn't that big an issue. I mean, the state law says it, but it's all. It's the difference is always one unit. I mean, it's no more than one unit when you round up. But if it's 21, if it's 20, it becomes 21. If it's 50 becomes 51 Uh, so I'm satisfied with that the um, SB 9 house size I mean I I understand what the other jurisdictions are doing my intent always was that these be relatively smaller units and I mean we had argued for and the Commission recommended a thousand the board changed it to 1200 and I would be inclined not to support going to 1600 um, The wording regarding access on the public right-of-way, taking it right out of state law, I think is fine. I don't think there's an issue there. The change of form-based code slope uh, changes, which are uh, reduced changes, I think are fine. I think what's proposed there now.
0: Sorry, Don, with respect to the... Sixteen hundred or eighteen hundred you were in support, not in support
1: not in support
4: i, I 'd say not, not in support is
0: there a number that you would support
4: a thousand <laughs> i tried okay. i mean fifteen hundred is like a three bedroom house um, and where in particularly in terms of um, uh, firmly favoring fair housing, it's in the uh, neighborhoods with big houses that you want to encourage smaller houses to create diversity within existing neighborhoods. Um, and uh, 1,200, uh, I mean, I think is fine. I don't see a reason to increase it. And I think there is a reason because of our uh, planned district zoning that doesn't have a floor area ratio, unlike a lot of other jurisdictions. Where the size would be limited by uh, floor area ratio or heights or setbacks or whatever, I mean I think we do need some size in there so you don't end up with a four thousand square foot SB nine unit. But
1: okay. Any other <laughs> commissioner comments?
2: Um, Go ahead. I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with uh, Commissioner Dickinson on that point. With I was been pondering that as well, the appropriate size limit, and I I'm, I'm, actually think 1,200 is fine.
1: On that, let's, why don't we do one issue at a time? Okay, okay go ahead on this issue. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I
8: uh, support the 1,600-square-foot size, and, uh, and the thinking here, again, is trying to find a housing type that kind of fits in between. And more than ADU, but much less. And the thing that concerns me now is we see so many homes that are 3,000 square feet and more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not what we need. And I think getting homes below 2,000 square feet is is the right trend. In this case, obviously, we're building on SB9 lots. So there's a question of over intensifying those uh, neighborhoods. But it seemed to me the 1,600 square foot. limitation is reasonable, which allows in homes between 1,200 and 1,600 square feet and will provide more of that middle housing, I think, that and starter housing that I think we, we need at this point. It,
2: ma'am? Go ahead. Um, is, uh, is there an ability um, on a case-by-case basis to increase from the 1,200? Uh, uh, if the lot were bigger, this would be an absolute cap, insurmountable cap. Um, is there is there a way of introducing yeah. language that says that this that that to exceed this cap um, or to go between 12 and 16 would be um, uh, uh, permissible on a case by case basis if uh, someone was looking Not at Not on a so case
3: by case, but you can do it uh, based <laughs> on standards a so, standard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm if sorry. You could say uh, that's if it's more over 20,000 square feet, you can go up to something, but it needs to be. It's ministerial, right? So it can't be discre- there can't be right. Any discretion. Right. right. You need to come up with some kind of standard that you're comfortable with in, our, in order to allow that to increase. Mm-hmm.
5: Could it have to do, you know, relative to the size of the parcel, or could we get to floor area ratio or to what the, you know, comp, what it looks like in the community, how it compares to the size of, how, how, I'm
1: trying to. Yeah. It has to be objective so- standards, so.
5: Well, I know. Well, floor area ratio is an objective yeah. standard, and so is the standard of what is in the community. I mean, that's a
1: knowable thing. Well, if you define it, you'd have to define it. Well, right, but like, you say you know, X percentage of... Ten houses on one side or the other or something.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You However You can say, it's for defined, example, it's maximum 1,200 square feet or up to 10% floor area ratio or 1,600, whichever is greater,
8: right? something mm-hmm. like that.
5: No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know not who can do those calculations like right here on the Backman envelope. It's not
3: based it on anything, it's, and there's there's no way to base it on anything really. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can impose standards like that.
5: Well, you can base it on what the lots. If you do floor ratio, it's based on the size of the lot, right?
3: Yeah, the standard floor area ratio is thirty percent. But generally,
5: I mean it could know. go more than if it needs to go more because that's the idea here, then whatever that would be, but you could still say between 12 and sixteen or something, depending on the on the floor floor area ratio which I don't know, could not exceed XYZ. I Y, Z. I don't know. I can't, I well, can't do those calculations.
4: The, the problem is we don't have a floor area ratio for planned residential. Yeah, plan. And years ago, we zoned a lot of property to planned residential, so you could create a floor area ratio.
3: Yeah, you'd have to create one. And the standard is 30%, so if you wanted to do that, you could say 1,200 square feet or 30% floor area ratio to a maximum of 1,600 square feet, something like that.
8: Jeremy, as a practical matter, though, how would that work, just in your sense of the size of lots that we typically would be dealing with?
3: Nobody's doing these projects. Nobody. <laughs> well,
5: so then it's a good thing that the state decided to have some legislation about it. I mean, do we know people aren't going to do it? Why are they not doing it?
3: Um, it just doesn't pencil out. So, I mean, I don't know that raising it to $1,600... we will we'll get some, maybe some... But at 1,200, we're not getting any. It's the same thing as uh, in, as an ADU. Why would you do an SB9 unit? You know?
0: Well, that's that was my question. It's like okay, well, if we're limiting it to 1,200, I mean, we're back to the discussion we had last time, right? Which is ADUs are 1,200. So why would you not build just an ADU? Because because c- can't you sell the lot? The whole thing about yeah, that lot split is
5: that you could. S- you can sell that. An ADU is on your property. You could, but
0: the point of the ADU is that it's small and it's – you know, it's, it's – sm- or smaller. So if you're going to subdivide the lot and build something, right, if you're going to build something that's the same size as an ADU, I mean, to Jeremy's point, like, it's not going to pencil out. Well, you can
5: sell it for more because you're selling the property. I mean, I don't know what the reality is, but there was a very interesting article in the New York Times, I think it was on Sunday, mm-hmm. about – Small, how I mean, mm-hmm. about small houses, small, smaller even than these. So yeah, I don't. I think it's gonna cost of money goes down. People want to own a little piece of property. Uh,
3: maybe maybe we'll get a few, but I mean, this these projects are never going to be popular. What people are right. doing, if they're interested in anything, is subdividing the lot and then building it under the existing zoning. Right. Right. They're not. Even 1600, maybe we'll get a few, but it's not going to be.
1: They have more development potential but, under the existing zone. Right, so they can that's, be bigger under the existing. That's zone. the that's the issue, and it, and if we did the floor, if we did the percent of lot coverage, people would be limiting their own expansion of their own primary residence if they split off land area because they would lower their own ability that's to cover right. if they wanted to expand. So there would be a disincentive there. So. Um, well, I, I don't like the 1600 particularly, um, but I think it is important to distinguish from the ADU if, this, if it's going to be an ownership product. So I would be inclined to, to be interested in some other standard combined with a maximum of the 1600, but not just an out-and-out out 1600, if you could recommend something like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, in that case, I mean, the 30% standard is, you know, even though it doesn't apply in planned zoning districts, it is the standard throughout the county and community yeah. districts. So if you're interested in in a com- a combination, then what I would say is have it 1,200 maximum or 30% uh, floor area ratio up to a maximum of 1,600.
1: Now I think I, I would support that kind of approach because we don't have a... We don't have a range, even a range of lot sizes we're talking about here, and so having options in variable situations is likely to get more units created. Actually, and sometimes they're very large land areas that could do it without people impacting their personal property and use of their use of their land as single family. And I think that's probably why, why it's going to remain fairly constrained. Is because people people are going to think about their own use of the property first. So for that reason I would support that kind of a combination.
4: Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that. I,
1: it's
4: fine. I would support that also.
1: Yeah. Whoa, hey, hey, Unanimity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. so do we want to do we want to go through these issues one by one. We talked about one issue. We've got um, Let's see. Where's our list of the issues here? Um,
2: maybe just on an, on a question basis if people basis. if people don't want to accept steps Recommendation that okay, they so there are there any that? of
1: the other issues that we're not going to accept Steps recommendation? Change of the form-based code for creating the benches. We have a, a, a compromise proposal for the percentage of the cut. I was satisfied with that.
8: Okay, with that. okay.
1: So it's really only the um, SB9 issue that we are in disagreement with the staff recommendation. Is that true? I believe so. And the footnotes. The, the footnote. And the footnote
2: issue. I think
1: the footnote. Okay, That's so let's it. talk about the footnote. Let's go back to the footnote issue. <coughs> any, are there any other opinions about that?
2: Well, I'm, I, I'm just not sure how to proceed on that, but I'm concerned about what staff said about consistency and, and um, the, well, just the housing element, the, the uh, 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 unassailable validity of the housing element. Um, is is of concern to me, and and I, d- I don't want to do anything that um, would undermine that, um, and um, I don't I don't think the board of supervisors would particularly appreciate us doing anything to undermine that, um, but um, uh, that's that's really m- my concern. I, I it's I'm sorry to see it go if it goes. I, I agree with its sentiment, but I'm just not sure what our latitude is here.
5: Does it make any difference if the parcels? If we if the parcels weren't identified in the housing element as part of the uh, part of the numbers
3: No, I don't think so.
1: I already expressed my opinion about it i I questioned it at the time, but once these changes are in effect, we are really limited. The state has has consolidated some of that land use authority at the state level, and we there's really nothing we can do about it at this point. I don't think.
5: But but as long as we're not in a position where they're going to, you know, do dastardly things to us, which is the threat that the state is making, um, you know, I, I think there's going to be lawsuits. I think that some of this housing stuff is going to be tested, uh, so and it may be tested by developers and. You know, people that might want lower kinds of densities are going to lose. But I think, it, and and the and the the yimbies and stuff. But it might also be tested from community to community by people that have environmental concerns or whatever. So I'm not. I I don't want to support the elimination of that footnote. I would rather see where things go with it. Um, and if it's not going to put us in violation. We submitted our housing element. And it was approved. I don't think the state's coming after us. Well,
3: they might, because remember, <laughs> we have to, there's follow-up regulations that we need to also approve uh, for the housing Well, element.
5: also, we're not the place of last resort. I guess, in a way, I would rather have the supervisors take the hit on this than, than, than for us, too. I don't think that this is
1: good for our communities.
3: Yeah, I understand.
1: Okay. Does anyone want to make a motion on the footnotes, or do we have more discussion? I think we. I think the issues are pretty laid out here for us. Yep. Do I hear a motion.
4: Well, is this just a straw vote, or
1: straw vote? Should we do a straw vote? Yeah. Straw vote. So the vote would be
0: on removing the footnotes. Removing.
1: On on retaining the foot. Uh, Retaining them, removing the staff recommendation. Removing the elimination. (laughs) Removing the removal. And
4: it it occurs multiple places, at least um, uh, footnote 5, footnote 6 on the table 2-2, footnote 7 on 2-2, footnote 5 on 2-5, footnote 6 on 2-5. Footnote six on 2 8, footnote seven on 2 8, and footnote five on table 2 11, which are the ones I noted, and it may even occur other places. It's essentially, the same wording, same concept.
3: And you're referring to the footnotes. Um, I'm looking at a couple of examples here where the first one starts out the maximum residential density for proposed subdivisions for that portion or portions of properties, et cetera. And then the next one would be the maximum non-residential, non-agricultural floor area for that portion or portions of properties, sensitive habitat, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Those are the footnotes, and you're right. There's a whole series of the changes, um, and you know, depending on what your board, your commission decides, we would change all of them.
1: It's the same language. It's just, it exists in it's multiple similar, places. Very
4: similar wording.
3: For the purpose of our
8: uh, straw vote, would be best to to structure the straw vote to say uh, whether we're supporting staff recommendation, being a yes vote, and for not supporting staff recommendation, would be a no vote. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Very good. Okay. Clarity. So is there a motion to that effect? I'm sorry, so staff Staff
2: recommendation being to remove this.
1: Yes is support staff. Straw vote on staff recommendation on removal of this language. No. Commissioner Desser? No.
8: Commissioner Lee? Yes. Commissioner
2: Stopanis? Yes.
5: Commissioner
2: Fern?
0: Yes. Commissioner Yes. with prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like this issue rate, like I, I, because the, down yeah, down. the yeses are going to carry it, but I would like this issue raised with the board of soups because I think that Don and Chris are right that this goes back on a long-held policy and it's only going to affect non-affordable. I mean, like expensive, you know, single-family, multi-million-dollar homes.
3: You have our assurance we're going to be raising this with the.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I agree with that sentiment. Thank you for yeah, expressing so do, that.
8: Actually, so do I. My concern only now is creating an inconsistency with the health Correct. element. And, that's, and that's that was the reason only, for my guest phone.
1: Yeah, I don't exactly. agree that it's good policy, yes. um, but I do think it is in compliance with state law. It
2: like sounds like we unanimously feel that way. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. okay, so that issue's behind us. So I think we now can have a motion. For the um, resolution, if we don't have any other issues or any other straw votes,
2: have we resolved the issue of um, uh, all agreeing on the um, uh, up to 1,600? Oh uh, Oh, no, we didn't uh, resolve that. Thank you for that
1: reminder. Okay, so we want a straw vote on the change to the um, SB9 regulation for maximum unit size.
2: That it's 12, except um, under certain circumstances, it can go up to 16.
1: If the, I think if the issue 30%. for the straw vote is whether we're in support of some combination, as Jeremy described it. Could you yeah. repeat that combination? Yeah, what
3: yeah. I said was a maximum of 1,200 square feet, which could be increased to a maximum of 30% area ratio up to 1,600 uh, square feet maximum.
1: Okay. Okay, straw vote on that? Commissioner Dickinson? Yes.
5: Commissioner Desser? Yes. Commissioner Lind? Yes. Commissioner Stepanisic? Uh Yes. Commissioner Curran? Yes. Commissioner Bailey?
1: Yes. Okay, so now we're ready for a motion uh, to um, adopt the resolution as amended by our straw vote on the um, SB-9. So move.
0: (laughs) Or do I need to, like, make the whole motion with the...
3: Our understanding is that the motion is to adopt staff's recommendations with the change to the regulations regarding the home size for SB-9 and change that from the existing 1,200 square feet to say twelve hundred square feet, or a maximum of thirty percent floor area ratio up to sixteen hundred square feet, whichever is greater.
0: Yes, and um,
2: thirty percent, whichever is greater, sounds. I mean, it's uh, no sixteen
0: hundred
1: square foot maximum. It's. it's
3: I'm yeah. sorry, up to, a, maxima, uh, maxima, up to up a maximum. Up to a maximum. Up six to sixteen hundred
1: square feet. And That's whether the twelve hundred or the thirty percent is greater, right? Yes, and
0: with so. with additional direction to staff that we take up the footnote issue that Don
1: raised with the Board of Supervisors.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Second? Uh, second. David's
1: okay, have roll call. Commissioner Dickinson?
4: No.
5: Commissioner Desser? No.
8: Commissioner
5: Lind? Yes. Commissioner Stepanisic? Uh, yes. Commissioner Curran?
2: Yes.
0: Commissioner Bailey?
2: Yes.
3: As always, these are tough going. I really appreciate all your attention to detail. And um, people don't come to these, but you always show up, and I really appreciate it.
0: Can I just say one thing? This is something that I've talked to Sarah about, and that is the, the absolute need for the county to convene some kind of conference with developers um, uh, planning staff funders etc. around how we're actually going to get affordable housing to be built because the state keeps cramming stuff down our throats the, the um, response that we get when we raise concerns is A. nothing's going to get built anyway so you shouldn't worry your pretty little head mm-hmm. and, right, and, and, and B. we don't have any latitude because the state has told us whatever so we have no community control which in some ways I understand is good because we want to support affordable housing but nothing is getting built and the divide between the wealthy and the non-affordable I mean and, and the affordable community is continuing to grow in this county and everybody tells us you know the reason why it's not getting built is because there is no money The numbers don't pencil out it's too expensive to build the numbers don't work out blah 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 we need to have some kind, of, and Sarah has been supportive of this, but we really need to have some kind of meaningful conference around how affordable housing is gonna get built in this county, because otherwise we're just gonna keep kicking it from jurisdiction to jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Everybody's gonna throw their hands up and pay in lieu fees, and nothing is gonna happen.
3: I think that's a great idea, yeah, thank you. It'd be very useful, and, and thank it'll, you for that suggestion. And, and
2: if yeah. it happens, then the, the next response from the state will be more draconian.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Unless, unless someone comes up with something, some practical way to actually get the funding. Right. All you know. kinds of we have to tax ourselves. Kinds of oh, yeah, my per- yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I believe that we are... Uh, we didn't... Oh, did I close... Did I... Did not close the public hearing. So <laughs> did. I did? You did did I... Did? Okay. <laughs> I don't remember doing it. Okay. Meeting is adjourned. Excellent. <laughs> 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 Hi, folks, see ya. <laughs> see ya. Good, good, good
0: discussion. Job. Good job, good discussion. Rebecca. i so grateful for your leadership,
2: okay. Rebecca. I mean that. that